Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. It's Friday, I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg Browning for a usual look ahead to the bets for the weekend. How are you doing, Greg? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. You okay? I'm good, thank you. And it's just the two of us this week. We've uh, had to delay the recording of the podcast this week because the bookies have been so slow to price up the markets in Belarus, which means that we're obviously recording it on Friday, which means unfortunately Grant can't join us this week, but hopefully we'll have him back on next week and I'm sure Grant will be putting his tips up on his Twitter feed. So if you're looking for Grant's tips this week, make sure you give him a follow at Slipstips on Twitter. And as I say, we'll hopefully have him back uh, in the hot seat next week. And he had a great weekend last weekend on the podcast, just like yourself, Greg. Yeah, I think Grant got three or four last weekend. Yeah. And I think last weekend, for the Belarusian tips anyway, I think I hit three or four, including the nap. So I think that's nine naps out of ten now in Belarus. So yeah. going really well. It's good going. So I think overall that was six out of eight winners on the podcast last week, added to the countless winners that was on the Norwegian podcast as well. So it was a pretty good weekend for punters all round if you're listening to the, the Gambler podcasts. Yeah, I think people's wallets should have been swollen now, um, especially since last weekend. But I think over the course of the last couple of months anyway, those following the podcast will probably made a pretty penny, I think. We've not had many weeks where we haven't made profit. I think there's only been one week actually we've actually had a bad week. So I think that was two weeks ago, but yeah. good to see us jump back on the on the winning train last weekend. Indeed, um, and those people who follow Gambler and follow yourself will have noticed that this week we had some big news. We announced the, the launch of our first Gambler Premium Tip Service, um, and it's a place where you will be putting out daily tips and daily naps, and we've had a great start from a tipping point of view, but also the response has been excellent. Yeah, it's been a phenomenal response. I don't think I was expecting to get such a good response to what we've had. Um, lots of really positive comments as well from people wishing us luck. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And obviously, we both appreciate those that have signed up to the service. So um, early days yet, but it started really well. And we'll fine-tune the service as we go along. But yeah. no, really, really pleased to start with two winning naps. Yeah, and if you're interested in joining us on that service, just go to gambler.co.uk to find out some more details. Um, one of the things that we plan to do with the podcast is get the podcast recorded as early as we can and give some early access to those that are members. Um, unfortunately, this week that's not really been possible just due to the fact that the, the markets have been slow to get priced up, but that's certainly a plan if you want to listen to the podcast early and uh, get the best opportunity to get the best prices, then uh, being a member of the premium service is the way to go. So let's get stuck into this week coming up in Belarus. And you were telling me pre- pre-podcast that it's been carnage in Belarus oh, in the last week or two. Absolute <laughs> chaos across in Belarus this week. I've actually quick, missed lots of it. So, so just in terms of last weekend anyway, in terms of result-wise, um, obviously Bill Sheena um, hit... I think they hit nine corners on Sunday. Nine. <laughs> um, they were four to five for the nap to hit four. So that was just standard Bolshina performance there. Uh, but in terms of some of the performances last week, Energetic had a really surprising 1-0 win at Bat Borisov. So that's Bat Borisov now, just one win in five. Mm-hmm. Now, about a month ago, they looked unstoppable. We had, yeah, they were starting to break away a little bit. They just won the cup against Dynamo Brest, they were winning games, scoring goals. But one win in five now, 
And it, what it's done is obviously it's really, really tightened the league up now, which we'll speak about in a second. But that was a great result for energetics, especially given the fact they went down to 10 men with inside 20 minutes. So to play, what, 70 minutes away at back Borisov with 10 men and still win the match, um, definitely the result of the week, if not possibly the season. Although I think Newman Grodno will have something to say about that. That's yep. them won seven games in a row now. Um, incredible run of form they're on. Looking yeah, really must, strong. Must be the forum team in Europe. Um, they must be, yeah, absolutely. I think they're closely followed by our Norwegian friends, Boda. <laughs> Glimpse it. But, um, yeah, well, I think Grodno were a couple of games ahead of them, aren't they? Boda's, Boda's only played, what, five six. games? Six no, games? six wins for them, yeah. Six wins so out of six. So. Not far behind. But they're looking really strong, Grodno. It was a, I don't think it was a great game, to be fair. They did score a 93rd minute goal due to a bit of a howler from the goalkeeper. Keeper came out, absolutely no man's land, and the striker's gone ahead and um, put it away from a tight angle. So, really good result for them. And I think we should mention Shakhtar as well. A really good forward minute torpedo. So, Shakhtar right up there too. So, really exciting. Shakhtar, top of the league on goal difference at the moment. But Neiman Grodno do have a game in hand, and they can go two points clear if they win that game in hand. So in terms of the league itself, really exciting. I think you mentioned pre-podcast, was what, eight points separating? Eight points separating ten teams, and that's us just, I think we've just passed the halfway stage. So, yeah, couldn't be much tighter, really. So good luck trying to pick a team to win. <laughs> but thankfully, we don't tend to focus on that on this no. podcast for that exact reason. Uh, very quickly then, so yeah, last week and this week in Belarus, it's just been carnage. So Smolovici, unfortunately, were kind of their well-documented financial problems were close to actually resigning from the league last week uh, due to those financial issues. Um, they've lost five or six of their best players. Their manager's now left, so I think they've got the assistant manager now in charge. Um, but they've managed to raid the Dynamo Minsk reserve team, who are actually quite a good reserve team, actually. So they've got four loanees from them. They've got a couple of other guys that play for Torpedo and Garodia, and they've got a squad, they've got a team, they're still playing, so that's, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. But who knows, trying to gel seven or eight new players together. And they're playing Islotch today, um, this afternoon, actually. Yeah. Islotch are 8-15 to, to win the match. I would expect them to do that, mm-hmm. but I'll be giving it a miss. Although I did yeah. look at six-plus Islotch corners. Smolovici do battle at home. Um, obviously, they're a big fan of ours early in the season for, for cards. Mm-hmm. The card kings of Europe. <laughs> but obviously, we don't get card markets anymore, unfortunately. But I'm really pleased that they've not gone under and they've not resigned from the league. I'm just glad they've got a team now, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Some other movements in the league. Um, Shakhtar have signed the top goal scorer in the league from Energetic. And I think Energetic have lost two of their best players now um, to other sides in that league. So they're probably weakened, um, which isn't good for them, given where they are in the league. And I think Dynamo Minsk have done some good work as well in the transfer window. So uh, I guess a big, big thanks to the Smolovici and the Shakhtar English pages. I was speaking to the guys last night and just asking them for a quick rundown because I'd, I'd lost track mm-hmm. between the tunes and goings between the clubs. Yeah. So a, a big shout out to those guys for giving me a bit of a background as to what's, what's happened this week. Yeah, I think if anyone's got a keen interest in the game in Belarus, um, not just from a betting point of view, but just generally then, and these guys are definitely worth a follow. Um, and... I guess it would be a good idea if we could maybe supply a link to their accounts uh, on your Twitter account as well, and that way they can get the, the coverage yeah, they, of they deserve, really. Yeah, they do a great job, and it's definitely a further insight. Knowledge is power, 
and powers money. So um, I would definitely keep an eye out for these guys and give them a follow. So we'll, we'll do something on Twitter later on. Yeah. Okay. So taking us into this week's games, then we've already mentioned that Energetic might be slightly weakened. Um, went into the game against Rook Brest on Sunday. Yeah, so that actually picked this game prior to understanding Energetic's plight of losing their top goal scorer to a rival. Um, obviously, last weekend's result was fantastic. A week back, Borisov to win 1 0 with 10 men. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at home against Rook Brest. Rook Brest are starting to tick along nicely now. A couple of good wins. They beat Dynamo Minsk last week, which was a great result given the fact that the week previous, Dynamo Minsk had gone to back Borisov and beat them 2 0 in the Classico. So, really good result for Rook Brest. Now, I'm quite a big fan of Rook Brest corner wise. And looking at this game, Rook Brest are hitting 6.3 team corners a game on the road. And I think just under six overall. So, I think they're third or fourth highest in the league. But looking at their away matches, though, They've hit four or more corners in all eight away games. Six, four, four, nine, four, four, seven and four. Mm-hmm. And some of those games included matches away to Bat Borisov, Shakhtar, so there's a top two. Dynamo Minsk are doing all right and Torpedo have been kind of top end in the league as well. So they're racking up decent corner counts against some decent clubs. So looking at Energetic though, Energetic have the highest conceded corner rate in the league, home and away and overall. So at home, they are conceding 6.7 corners a game at home. And when you look through their six or seven home games they've had, they've conceded four or more in six of those seven games. Mm-hmm. So they've conceded four, ten, one match at one, but the, the other games, seven, thirteen, four and eight. So they are conceding some good numbers there. And again, look at the size they've played. Slavia hit four. Um, I think FC Minsk hit eight. Um, Vitesk hit seven, I think, as well. So they, they do concede quite a lot of corners at home. And Rook yeah. Brest obviously do rack up a fair few. So I do like the look of Rook Brest here. Now, they're four to six to hit four or more. Um, I wouldn't normally put this one up, but I think it's a really good shout for them to hit four. And I think they will do that. Um, they hit quite a few against um, Dynamo Minsk last week and I think they can hit four again here at four to six but I also okay. fancy them to hit five or more at 11 to eight yeah, yeah I mean it's something we flag up quite a lot that jump from you know four corners say to five corners often gives you quite a boost in terms of odds you know you're looking for is one extra corner which never really seems much but uh, sometimes it is worth taking on no and I think I need to probably thank Belarus as well because I've always kind of backed corners over the years, but probably now and again I'm probably focused more on goals. Yeah. But since Belarus was our only football channel back at the end of March, yeah, it's really opened up my eyes to the opportunities around yeah. team corners, and I really just just love it. Absolutely yeah. love team corners, low counts, especially when you're hitting three or four to get a four to five or a five to six or an even money shot. You've got a great chance. Yeah, and I think as we've seen with Grant as well, he makes good use of corners to bulk up uh, his bet builders as well. So it's often you know a good way to get on side with a short price team by adding yeah, in definitely. corners as well. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the corners market is definitely something uh, worth getting to know a wee bit better. So that's the first match of Super Sunday, and it three matches from Super Sunday. So the second match is from the half past four kickoff between Dynamo Minsk and FC Minsk. So at the moment, um, FC Minsk are hitting some decent corner numbers. Performance-wise, they're winless in five. 
I think since they came back from their two-week break due to the COVID outbreak, they I think they beat Slutsk 1-0. But that was at the start of Slutsk's terrible run of games that'll win, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> um, they've had two defeats and a couple of draws in there as well. Well, to be fair, they do with Shakhtar away at home, sorry, one all. And they they ended up a two-all draw at home to Boshina last week. But it's the corners I like to look off here. Um, they're hitting six or more team corners away from home. So it's six corners away from home at the moment in the league, which is the third best in the league. And overall, they're hitting 5.4 team corners per game. So looking at their away games, they've hit five or more corners now in six of their seven away games. Eight, ten, five, one, five, five and eight. It's pretty steady, pretty good numbers there. Um, Obviously, six of those games I've seen five or more. Um, And 11 of their 14 games actually in the league, they've hit four or more corners. So I think they're a good shout here to to, to probably look at, again, the the corner markets. Dynamo Mints don't concede too many. Um, but at home, they have conceded three or more in six of their eight home games. And that included Slutsk and Slavia, who both hit three there. So I think FC Minsk are well equipped to hit at least four corners. Four corners for me, I did. I think I did FC Minsk four corners at Shakhtar a couple of weeks ago. And that landed with these. And I think they look good value here at four to five to hit four or more uh, yeah. on Sunday. I wonder if it being a Minsk derby, if it's one of those form goes out the windows type of derbies. <laughs> we well, I lose track of the amount of derbies we've got <laughs> in Belarus. Um, my Belarusian geography is getting better, uh, but I don't know how much of a rival these two are. Maybe somebody can fill us in <laughs> on, on Twitter or send us an email. Maybe. But I do, I do like the look of FC Minsk for this one. I think four corners is easily achievable for FC Minsk. And I wasn't expecting it to be set as low as that. So happy to take it on. Okay. So our third and final game to have a look at this weekend is the last game of the weekend, which is a 6.30 kickoff on Sunday. And we've already touched on terrific form that Neyman Grodno are on at the moment and they're away to Videbsk. Yeah, so I think Grodno are now a, a scalp now. I think the clubs <laughs> will be looking to beat Grodno. Um, seven wins in a row in any league, as you know, is terrific. Yeah, and um, I mean... They've- They've got a game in hand and the two teams above them. So, you know, if they keep this one and run going, then they could be top of the table before we know it. Yeah, no, and I obviously see quite a lot of activity with the UK Grodno supporters teams. They're, they're yeah. loving life at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> um, they're Grodno uh, face mask right, as well. Picked the right team um, to get behind this season anyway, haven't they? Yeah, they're, they're looking really strong. And I think speaking to the guys from Smolovici and Shakhtar English language pages, uh, they, they look strong despite some of the transfers that have happened in the league this week. But I tell you what, we've got a tough, tough game on Sunday. Now, Vitesk, for me, are probably about four or five points light on what they should be. Now, why I say that is they're unbeaten. They've only lost one of their last nine games. Unfortunately for them, is six of those nine games are draws. So they are tough to beat. Six draws, two wins and one defeat in their last nine. So... They're not losing many games. They just need to start converting those draws into wins. And had they done so on even a couple of those games, they'd probably be sitting top five, only a couple of points off the top spot. Mm -hmm. So what's really interesting, though, is the bookies have both sides at six to four. Yep. Which, if you look at Grodno's form, you're thinking, how can a team with seven wins in a row be six to four against a team sitting, what, eighth or ninth in the league? Um, and a good what seven or eight points behind them. 
But I, I think it's for that reason, to be fair. I think it's yeah. been a really tough game for, for Grodno. Yeah, just looking at Evitebs results, I mean, they've drawn with Bat, they've drawn with Energetic, they've drawn with Shakhtar. Um, so, yeah. And at home as well, I don't think anyone's lost fewer games at home than Vitesk. They've only lost one of their seven home games. That's right, yeah. So that brings me on to the bet for this match. Okay. Um, and it's looking again, no surprise, at, at the corner markets. Looking at Grodno away from home, they've conceded three or more corners in all seven away matches. And they've also conceded four or more in six of those seven away matches. So eight, four, eight. Three, four, six, and six. So they're conceding a fair amount. It's pretty consistent as well. Obviously, the fact they're hitting four plus in the majority of those games is really positive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've conceded four against Grodia. They conceded six at Slutsk and six at Slavia. This is much, much tougher. Vitesk are a much better side than the three I just mentioned. And I think Vitesk at home don't lose many games in a decent run of form, to be fair. They'll be looking to, one, push up the league a little bit more, given where they are now, and they'll see this match as a scalp. And I guess the question is, how long can Grodno keep this winning run going for? Yeah. Um, so I, my advice to anyone looking at this match, I wouldn't be backing Grodno for this game. And I'm not saying that just because they've won seven and they need to lose at some point. <laughs> that, but that, that may factor into that. Yeah. I just think it's a really tough game. and Vitesk at home are, are, are tough to beat. And it could be a match that Grodno finally um, end that winning run. So in terms of the markets here, looking at Vitesk to hit five or more corners at four to five. And that's this weekend's nap. Uh, really like, look at this one at four to yeah. five. Yep. And also taking six plus corners at six to four. For Vitesk. For Vitesk, yeah. Okay. Okay, um, and you also wanted to have a kind of a look at a treble combining all three of those games that we just spoke about. Yeah, I really like the look of the three games that I've selected for this weekend on Super Sunday. And I do hope it is a Super Sunday. Um, looking at each of the ones I've put up, so I'm going to take Vitesk to hit four, um, which is obviously lower than what I've put in the actual match bets. They can hit four quite easily, I think. FC Minsk to hit three at Dynamo Minsk. Again, really low amount and I think FC Minsk can hit three no problem mm-hmm. and the final one is Root Brest hit three so all under with a little bit of safety yeah. in comparison to the main selections but that treble of the Tesk four corners FC Minsk three corners and Root Brest three corners pays just a tad over 13 to 10 uh, which I think is really appealing yeah yeah Okay, so before we wrap up, you also just wanted to touch on Belshina and why you're not backing them for once. Yeah, I feel bad actually. I feel like <laughs> on them. Um, so Belshina, as we know, have probably landed oh, eight or nine out of ten for us, I think, in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. They've been tremendous back. There's been a couple of games where they have hit the high numbers and you could be backing 10, 15, 20 to 1 on the higher numbers. They're at home on Saturday. Now, when the prices came out, there were even money to hit five, which I would expect to be fair, given they got nine again last weekend. But that shouldn't shorten to four to five. And I'm just a bit reluctant for the team at the bottom of the league. I, I much prefer Boshina away from home for corners. I think the corner count away from home is much more impressive than it is at home, yeah, for some so reason. Can, and also you can get decent odds for a smaller corner exactly. count as well. So yeah. that works. So I like backing them at four plus, three plus, not too fast to bat them at five plus though at four to five. 
yeah. I think the value for that one's gone. So don't get me wrong, we probably will hit five, maybe even six or seven. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to give that one a miss this week. Okay, fair enough. Okay, can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend? Yes, I'm going to get my notes out here. So yes, uh, first match we have got Rook Brest at Energetic. And I'm taking Rook Brest to hit four or more corners at four to six. And five or more corners at 11 to eight. In the next match at 4.30, I'm taking FC Minsk at Dynamo Minsk. And the bet here is FC Minsk four plus team corners at four to five. And finally, from the Vitesk match against Neiman Grodno, I'm taking Vitesk five plus team corners at four to five. And that's this weekend's nap. And I'm also taking them to hit six or more at six to four. And finally, I've selected a what I believe is a safe treble in terms of the corner counts, Vitesk four corners, FC Minsk three corners, and Root Press three corners, and that pays just a tad above 13 to 10. Now, given the fact that the bookies have been so late in getting the corner markets out, I could only see Skybet offering this at the moment. Okay. Uh, so do try, we'll try and find other alternatives to Skybet, because I appreciate not everyone has a Skybet account, so we'll, we'll try our best to find alternatives. Um, but at the moment, it's looking likely that's only Skybait at the moment. So I'll have a look around now to see if we can find anywhere else to offer offer these markets. Okay, so that's us for this edition of the podcast. But don't forget, you can catch our Norwegian football podcast this week with former St. Johnson player David Wellison, who's now playing in Norway. Um, we had a great debut uh, last week with David joining us. Um, just absolutely smashed it in terms of the tips that he provided for us. So make sure you catch that this week. I think most of the games are over Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So still plenty of time for you to listen to that um, and make sure you get your bets on. That's now live on all the usual podcasting platforms, as you would expect. Uh, just before we go, a wee reminder that you can follow Greg on Twitter at uh, Browning84Greg and that's us for this week huge thanks for listening um, if you like what we do then please spread the word and let your friends who like a bet know about us in the meantime best of luck with your bets and thanks to yourself Greg for your time thank you good luck <laughs>